Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by GH Under's Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike with BeastNet here, um, and I've got with me today Lorenzo. We all know Lorenzo. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Mike. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. So one of the reasons we wanted to have you on again was we want to talk about the North Pacific Northwest OCR Challenge. Is that what we're call, you call it? Yeah, the, the Northwest OCR Team Challenge, essentially, is, uh, is its there we go. name, I guess, yeah. And I guess, yeah, so everybody knows me, but I, guess, I don't think everybody knows that I'm kind of uh, one of the, the masterminds behind the Northwest OCR Tournament. See, and I didn't know that until you messaged me. I was... <clears throat> I don't know. I don't remember. I think I was messaging the, the Northwest Team Challenge page and wasn't sure who it was. So, and then you started yeah. talking. So. Yeah. I, and that was kind of a weird thing for me, like uh, <clears throat> starting this whole thing up. Um, well, I'll give you the background on it. So, is, we've all been racing and going on and going on. I think uh, I, I'm probably one of the, the more. Uh, freshman racers, I guess, if you will. Um, obviously not my freshman year of it, but I, I have been racing as long yeah. as some of you guys. I mean, some of you guys have been with, you know, Spartan and the whole OCR scene from the beginning. Um, I'm a little bit of a, a late comer or a middle of the pack comer kind of guy. <clears throat> but, yeah. you know, we've been racing and doing our thing and uh, training. You know, you train, you train, you train, and you don't know, you know, some some goals are just, you know, goals. And then, for me, it was just a, a complete, I submerged myself in the entire OCR community, the entire OCR industry, and everything that yes, was about it. I live, yeah, I live, eat, and breathe OCR these days. It's crazy. Um, so, yeah, my training regimen has been, you know, extreme, and it's paid off, and I'm, I'm, I'm more competitive now than I've been at all before. So, um, and with Which that, you know, you've you won. You've won a couple, What's haven't that? you? Your age group. I said you won a your yeah, age group yeah. a couple times, haven't you? I, so, I have, yeah. Your... I took a second place up in Canada, and then uh, first place here at the uh, Portland Sprint. Nice. Yeah. So I mean, if you're the most competitive you've ever been, that's that's saying something. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just kind of, I had. I kind of had the the dreams, the, the pipe dreams of like, man, I want to get up on that podium, and age group is gonna kind of, you know, be a new thing for me and I'll be able to, you know, it's a possibility. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. I recognize an age group and I'm, I'm going to try, you know, really hard. And I honestly didn't think I would, you know, get to that level until 2019. Um, but man, yeah. like I said, you dive into it, you train hard and I'm, I'm now pinned up against the, the men in my age group. And um, it's, it's a whole nother, whole nother ball game there. And, and I, I do well. So um, yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, you, you keep training, you, you start surrounding yourself with, with those people, and then you get to talking. And I've, I've been a big advocate, a big uh, big pusher of the, the way the sport is going, the direction that it's going in is yeah. a it, – it's, you know, Spartan leading the way on making it a professional sport. You know, they want to make it an Olympic sport. They want it to be, you know, world recognized, which it's it's well, it's definitely world recognized, um, and it's it's yeah. on its way, you know. So it's becoming a very uh, competitive, very you know, driven sport. So you know, for the Northwest, so essentially, basically, so it's getting to that level, and then you look at it on a national level, just in the United States. What does the OCR look like on a professional level? Well. You know, they've got the individual races, Spartan race, and so on and so forth. Um, yeah. What about like a, a league, essentially? You know, or you know, in this case, a tournament. Um, let's get the most competitive people from the area. You know, you're gonna you're gonna show up to a race, and you're gonna have specifically. And I'm gonna keep referring back to Spartan because it is the one of the more competitive of them all, and established yeah, as competitive. Um, you're going to show up to any race. Now, for us in the Pacific Northwest, we have our, our season, our Spartan season, kicks off with 
the Seattle Super. And it's a, you know, it's a fun yep. course. It's a great course. We've all done it. Some of us are kind of getting bored of it. But in the end, you're going to show up anyway, most, more likely than not. It's the first race, and it's in our, in our, background, our backyard. Um, and you're going to go to that race, and if you're competitive, whether it's, you know, elite or age group or even in the open heat and you're just pushing yourself to do your best, um, you're going to have the best athletes from across the nation in Seattle as it's the second stop on the national champ on the na uh, U.S. National Championship Series. So you're going to be racing against, like, some of the best. Any, any given Spartan race, you're going to have, like, guys who are pro racers that are going to travel around. They're going to strategically plan their, their races because they want to get on the podium. You know, the podiums are, are a way of their income. So it's a, a big thing for them. Um, but for us, you know, we want to recognize or we, we were kind of just dreaming of a way to recognize our local talent in the Pacific Northwest as it is by itself, not the guys who come into the Pacific Northwest and are like professional level athletes that run a 15 minute 5k. Like that's, that, those are, those are amazing athletes. Not to say that anybody else in the Pacific Northwest is not at that level, but you know, you're going to have those, you know, the Robert Killians, the Ryan Atkins, you're going to have Lindsey Webster, all those girl, all those guys and girls coming in and they're tough. So to mm -hmm. recognize just the local talent is, is something that we were kind of thinking about doing and how do we go about doing that, you know? Um, so we just kind of came up with this little tournament. That's what we're calling it. And, and it's a handful of races between Portland, Seattle, and Boise. So we're covering all of our, uh, all of our bases as far as calling it, you know, the Pacific Northwest and trying to get uh, all the local talent. And we kind of came up with <clears throat> what we found to be, you know, kind of a fair way to do it, as it is still kind of a team tournament. Um, it is based off yeah. a four-athlete team, um, two males and two females. So that kind of, you know, that includes everybody. It's not just anybody's, uh, you know, a bunch of guys are going to go out and win. Um, it's it's recognizing the, the, the males and females. So that's kind of uh, where we're going with that. That's cool. So, and it's... Literally, it is the Northwest, like you said. So it's Idaho, Washington, Oregon. Yes. So, okay. and right now we've got, we've had the one race, uh, the Dirty Leprechaun, that was kind of the first one. Or not the a Dirty, or uh, Muddy Valentine. Dirty Leprechaun is next month. Um, okay. So we had those yeah, two. Yeah, the Dirty Leprechaun is not next Right. So Muddy Valentine was the first one. Um, we've got two teams signed up, and uh, we're looking to get more. I mean, obviously, I haven't been as big about getting the word out about this as I could be and plastering it everywhere, but um, just kind of taking it slow. This is the first time we're trying something like this. I want to get people know, like involved, and I want to let people know that it's out there and to come out and uh, participate. And if now the big, the biggest caveat to all of this is it, I, I did not want it to interfere with anybody's individual seasons. So basically you're going to pick, you know, your buddy and, you know, two other people and or two people of the opposite sex, so you and your girlfriend, and you pick up two guys, and you guys are going to go out and race your own race, but as a team, based on how you do, it's going to be – now we just restructured the whole point system because after the, after the money, uh, Valentine, we kind of saw that it was very generic, very plain, very – too cut and dry almost, and we re, we re, uh, re uh, sculpted it so that it is just a lot better. Um, we're not only going to recognize the winning team at each event, but we also want to keep track of every individual athlete's scores and points throughout the whole season. So we're going to recognize the top teams and the top athletes, whether you're on that top team or not. You're going to be recognized mm -hmm. as you know. Uh, a top performer throughout that tournament. Nice. So are there going to be certain races that you're going to pretty much pick, like these are the races in the tournament? Yeah. So we kind of just try to do one a month is kind of the idea and uh, stretching them out, you know, throughout the whole, uh, the whole time. And mind you, these are still kind of, they're, they're pretty much set in stone. There are some that I want to add into it. Um, as I, you know, th these uh, races just came up 
last minute. I think that's so much a swamp. I would love to add that to this tournament, whether it's part of a tournament or just another challenge in itself to get people out at. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so we've got like, you know, February is the, Le the Valentine, March is the Leprechaun, April is Seattle, May is Warrior Dash uh, in Portland, June is the Boise Sprint, and then July, uh, we've got Wine on the Vine down here in Portland, but and you know I struggled so hard to find more races up in the in the Seattle area, and OCR-wise, it was really hard to, to try to find that, but I believe, if I'm not, I'm not mistaken, that uh, Summit to Swamp is in July, if I remember correctly, and I'm Actually, not 100 Summit to Swamp is in April. Oh, it's in April. Crap. That's it's April, and the only reason I know that is literally I just interviewed her, and she was on the podcast last week, so. Oh, right on. But, yeah, nice. it's April 27th, oh. so. I've been trying to get more of the local races on. So, I mean, there is, oh, I think it's in June, it's in, in Spokane. But I think that one, I think the U, the, the Corfit race is in June. I would have to check for sure, but. Yeah. And Corfit does one in Spokane. Yeah. So. And that would be a good one, too. Mm -hmm. um, something like yeah. that to add to the. And then, we'll, uh, so we had, to, well, the Seattle terrain race was on there, but we had to take terrain race out of the running for the tournament because there's no way they're not doing a competitive uh, wave this year. So there's no way we can keep track of the scores. Uh, oh, yeah. like that. So um, that's why we ended up going line on the vine down here in Portland. And then we've got the August and then also the August, uh, the Portland sprint. Um, that's the other one too. So wine on the vine and Portland sprint were both, uh, replacements for terrain race. We did have two back-to-back -back terrain races. And then it ends with uh, Seattle Beast in September. So that's going to be pretty much the whole season of, of, of the big OCRs. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of the schedule that we've got going right now. That's just, I mean, it's a really cool idea. I like it. Um, so this is a, this is obviously the inaugural year, so it's still kind of in the, in the test phases and the infancy phases. So... Okay. And like I said, I mean, one of the reasons I kind of reached out to you. We got one race under our belt, and we redid the whole scoring yeah. structure because we saw, you know, something that needed adjustments. And, yeah, now the thing is we're, yeah. we're not going to – we're trying not to make too many adjustments in the inaugural season or the inaugural year um, because, you know, we want to try to keep it, keep it the same. And then at the end of the year, with all the teams, we come together – as a group and say, okay, what worked, what didn't work, what can we make better, how can we make adjustments, what races do we want to add, do we want to race more often, do we want to race, spread it out more. I, everything that this turns into is going to be very open. Like, it's, it's not going to be my tournament that I'm putting on for the Pacific Northwest. No, this is the Pacific Northwest tournament to recognize its competitive nature. I like that. That's awesome. So, for someone like me who isn't very competitive, what what can I get out of this? Not to sound bad, you know, what's in it for me, but I'm just wondering, I mean, I think for me it'd be cool just to kind of see how I stack up against other people, but, I mean, it's just going to be for fun, right? Yeah, this is completely, again, yeah, it's completely for fun. It doesn't interfere with the, the individual season, and it's free on, on top of all that. And I am working, I mean, again, we've only done the one race, and I've got, I'm working on awards and, and prizes and stuff like that for the, the different teams that win and stuff and so on and so forth. Um, I don't think that there's any um, reason why anybody couldn't do the tournament. Um, yeah, the competitive field is going to stack up pretty good, um, and if anything, like, that's going to push people. So basically the way it works out, too, on that competitive within the teams, um, so it's a team of six max. That's, that's the most you can have on a team of six registered for the tournament. Um, if you have a team, like if Beast OCR joins, which they haven't yet, um, if Beast OCR puts together a team and they are represented in the Northwest Tournament, well, Beast OCR is 2,000-plus members. I mean, you've got yes. a ton of talent across that, but the six members of Beast OCR that will be representing Beast OCR in the tournament need to be established. And of those six, only four can, can, can race 
and get points towards the, the team for that race. Um, but that gives the incentive and the initiative for, you know, the other two members of that team to work for a starting spot, essentially. So, and right now with yeah. only two teams in, um, there's, there's plenty of room. And the way the point structure works is it, even if you get 10th place at a race, now, Spartan races are based off time, but every and so are the other ones. But it's you know it's based off placement for the other ones. Um, so first place is worth ten points, all the way down to to tenth place is worth um, one point. So throughout the season, you can gain points, and it's almost to the point now where it's. Uh, uh, we're having some technical difficulties, so we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. Gray's Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors. If you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com for the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. And we're back. I tell you right now, the hardest thing about this tournament for, for teams is there's a third team down here in the works, and they are struggling to find a female uh, racer, a female competitive racer. I mean, the female talent is great out there, but the ones that are, you know, wanting to step up and, and do a, the, the, the tournament and the challenge and the competitive stuff, they're, they're fewer and farther between. And I can think of just two off the top of my head that I would love to see uh, either on the same team or competing against each other uh, from up that way, and it would be um, would be who? It would be fun. Like I'd like. Uh, I'm not going to call them out by name right here, but uh, I'll individually okay. message them later and, and say, "Hey, you guys heard about this, right? Um, putting together a team? You could probably guess who they are. They're, they've gotten on podiums. Oh yeah." Yeah, no, I know which ones. I, I have a pretty good guess on who you're thinking of. So, no, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I love – I like where this is going. So, this is a cool I, idea. I, I like it. Yeah, I think so, too. And, I mean, it's one of those things, too, even if you're not competitive like me, I mean, I could put together a, a team, a BeastNet team. It may not be greatly competitive, but they could have, we could have fun. Yeah, so. yeah, and you know, in, in the long run, as it is right now, you're still, it's still so early in it that right now you'd have all the chance to 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 place in the top areas. So I mean, it's it's still it's still it's just in the it's in its infancy, and we'll see where it goes. Um, if it if it goes far, great, then we'll we'll have a blast with it for the years to come. If it fizzles out in a year or two, then you know, no hard feelings. But uh, it's it's really opening up a lot too. And, and I don't want to harp or not harp, but I don't want to throw too much of this attitude or this mentality going into the tournament to, to any athlete who's, who's considering doing it. But uh, there are uh, on an individual level, it's hard to get recognition. It's hard to get support, but on a team level, you have that extra oomph. And that extra backing that you'll uh, you'll get that kind of support is kind of where I'm going to leave that. So, yeah. in, on on a one-on-one -on -one basis, I, I would tell some people some things, but uh, I don't want to broadcast the wrong the wrong message. But it, it, there's there's definitely it's definitely nice. Like you can get how do I say this without sounding wrong? It's kind of the the, the weird thing. I don't want to sound sound bad by saying it. Um, I guess kind of you can get some, some, some really good support from, let's say, a sponsor or something like that uh, with sponsoring six people. Just trying to go to, to a company and say, hey, would you sponsor Beast OCR for this? It's, it's going to be hard to get 2,000 2, plus people sponsored under something, but uh, like something, you know, in a, in a big way. Six is a lot easier. Uh, six is a lot easier. Right, no, yeah. I'll make sure. Yeah. So I'll, I'll leave that at that. So take that for what you will. 
No, no, I, I completely, yeah, no, I, I understand that completely. I mean, it's one of those things, I mean, to get sponsored as an individual, you know, you got to show a lot more than as a team. So, right. And yeah. not only that, but like as a team, you're going to be representing something in, as a group, you know, and, and most of the groups, and you know, that's, that's kind of, it's almost the way that I, I see this in my head, it's kind of like Visto CR has a little bit, it has like, you know, it's, it'll have like a couple little sub competitive teams within within the big team, which you know any anybody who's in this tournament. Uh, so far, everybody who's in this tournament is a Beast OCR uh, member as well. So it's it's almost yeah. like Beast OCR's little competitive group over here that are racing against each other and just a friendly competition. I mean that's that's what it really comes down to, and it, it helps you push that much further. You know, like. I, I always have the, the target on the back of somebody like this season I'm going after this this guy and I really want to get him and now I have more incentive because he's on another you know if he's on another team then it's like all right so that's that's my target and it's going to mean it, it means a lot to me to, to progress and catch that guy but it means a lot to me to be able to get my team that much further forward so uh, whether I catch him or not it's still going to be good for me in the long run because on my individual season as a you know competitive wave athlete um i'm going to do that much better so if i'm chasing someone who's so fast well i'm, I'm already in the at a, you know i'm up there in my percentage for for my age group as it is that's just going to make me that much stronger in the long run no so. yeah i mean it's always i mean friendly competition i mean any kind of competition is going to make you train harder and make you a better athlete. So that's exactly. awesome about it is, I mean, really thinking about it, you got the points. Now, do you have, is there a website that people can go to? Like, will they be, will the, the, the points be posted? Oh yeah. Like a, oh, yeah. Point, We've got it on. a leaderboard. Yes, everything. So I, I started with the Facebook page and then I created an actual web page for it. And the Facebook page I've now, gotten rid of everything. So now it's going to be on Facebook. It's going to be announcements uh, of like different teams. Every team can get on there and, and chat with each other. And it's, it's going to be a message forum, a chat forum uh, for Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, but all the information, I've, I've got a link on the Facebook page so that'll take you to the uh, Northwest OCR tournament website. And uh, mm -hmm. it's going to, uh, you know, we've got the, the homepage, we've got all, the homepage, which, you know, has our, our standard introduction with the announcement of the next race. We've got a, a rules page with uh, a, a, about four examples here of, uh, of what you can get. So it's, it's very in-depth. Like I said, we, we restructured the whole point system. It's way, way, and it's all, it's all there. And then the, the comp competition, we've got the, the, the roster. So it's going to have the two, or well, we only have two teams on it right now, but the roster has the teams. Um, the team standings, which uh, was only two, but we've got you know the first and second place and, and all the point structure that's there. And then we've got individual standings as well. So all the athletes that are in it, with all the races that are in it, and every point that you get throughout the season is all going to be uh, tracked throughout the entire season. And I'm hoping by the end of the season that I'll have some kind of prizes for the best team and the top performing male and top performing female or top three. If we can get... If I can get something big enough to where, you know, it's it's I can give top three, great. Otherwise, you know, let's start with you know the best team and the top two male and females. That'd be that'd be something I'd be totally cool with. And then we've got a schedule in there as well. Yeah. So I mean, every all the information is on the website, and uh, yeah. So and I'll say the uh, the website is a little long-winded. It's uh, northwestocr.wixsite.com slash NWOCR. So, and that's on the, on the Facebook page. There's a link to it. So, um, yep. Okay. And I'll make sure and put a link in the page and the, 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 yeah. The thing about the episode that tells people where to go. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the gist of the whole tournament. Um, and to, to kind of go back to the beginning, um, a lot of the also reason why we wanted to start something like this is if something is going to get started throughout the nation, let's try and get a control of our territory first. You know, let's let's try to 
you know, the ground rule here, like this is how we do it in the Northwest. If you do it like this in the, the, the Southwest or, or anywhere, anywhere else, um, okay, then we'll come together and we can agree on some rules and compete nationally, you know. And that's, kind of, that's how the, the Major League Baseball and, and uh, National Football League, that's how they all started was, you know, you get different conferences, different rules. And you come together, you assign a commissioner, and that's the, that's the mediator, basically. And all the team captains are going to, you know, do their thing. And every offseason, you're going to have uh, something change. Yeah, which, I mean, that's true. I mean, a lot of people don't realize, like, the reason there's an NFC conference and an AFC conference is they were two completely different leagues yep. that decided to join into one and become the NFL. Oh, yeah. Santana baseball. You know, you got one one that the pitcher bats, and the other one you have a designated hitter. And they, they didn't yep. change that, but they came together, and you know, you do it now. So, yeah. So, which is awesome. I mean, and and I like, like I said, I like where this is going. And I mean, being the infancy and the everything like that, you know, I could see. You know, of course, my mind's always going crazy places out in the future, and I could see kind of where this could go. And I mean, it could become huge like that where. We could start it here, you know, and it could move throughout, you know, the country and become something huge. So I just see great things with this. And I mean, like you said, it's free. So I'm, you're not losing anything by signing up. No, you're not sacrificing. You just, no, you're not, you're not losing anything by signing up. You're basically just giving yourself a reason to try and do better and to have some fun with your team. And I mean, it's, it becomes competitive and it's, you know, it's a fun competitive though. I mean, you know, oh, absolutely. I'm just trying to, you know, for me, it's just trying not to be last, but you know, I'll get, I'm getting better. So, you know, this might be a way to help, you know, be more competitive and, and push. So yeah, absolutely. I like this. I think, I really you know, like I, I think everybody, cool. everybody's grown so much since I've started doing this and I've seen people just push so much harder and so much faster and this is just another outlet to uh to do that in yeah oh, yeah and i'm definitely i'm glad to see this and see something to help to help push people to grow even more and i think that's where a lot of the things i mean i'll be honest with you i mean i've been i've been really questioning how much more i want to do ocr because i feel like i've kind of you know i know i can grow more athletically myself but I'm getting kind of bored with it, does that, if that makes sense. But something like this can help bring that fire back into you. And I, and I think part of it for me is I always kind of have this little bowl in between seasons where you have that September to March for me because I start off in, uh, uh, in Vegas. So I have that September to March where I don't do any races and you hit that wall where you're like, well, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Then the second I get out on that course, I'll be like, oh, yeah, now I remember why I love this. So. But, you know, I, I couldn't agree more with that. It's This has been a, a struggling um, off-season for me. And granted, this is my only yeah. my second off-season, technically. And I feel like, yeah, like you say, you're getting bored of it. I'm not bored of it yet because I'm, I'm going into my third full year of doing this now. And, like... I'm still, I'm still, you know, excited, but I've got, I see it throughout the, the community right now that it's just like people who have been doing this for a while are starting to either they're getting bored or they're kind of getting used to like their off season regimen or the, the way that the, the way that things are. And it's kind of like, it's disheartening for me. Cause I'm like, no, we're, we're still doing this guys. Come on, let's go. Let's go. And it's, it's yeah. hard. And I see that, like, I see a lot of the beast wads. Um, down here in Portland, like I've got, I have like this solid group of usually about seven to eight people that come every time. And right now yeah. I've, I've still got about, you know, anywhere from six to eight people, but it's not those seven to eight that I'm used to that uh, that were always there. And I'm not going to call them out or anything, but it's, it's an off season thing. And it was the holidays and all, all that, but the season's going to kick back up, and I'm hoping that, that and you just got to get that first race. And, I mean, the Mighty Valentine for me, yeah. like, that was, like, I struggled to stay fueled and to stay pushing uh, through this off season. And then I hit that one, and I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. This is where, I was, this is where I'm at. Now I'm, and now I'm feeling it. So getting that first race is well, so crucial. Oh, it is. And I think this, 
like tournament, and especially for it really grows like I see it doing, is you're going to have that. The season's going to end, and you know when it does for us all time, and usually for like me, it's after the beast in Seattle. But you're still going to have that in your brain because once the season ends, you're like, okay, this guy beat me last year, but now you're going to have that fire in the off season. You're going to be like, I'm training this off season, and he's not beating me next year. So yeah, and I you're going to have that team to train with as well. So you'll, you'll have more of that support yep. group too as well. Yeah, and you have that competitive. Once you kick that competitive nature in of, hey, he beat me, he won't. It won't happen again. And now yeah. all of a sudden, that off season becomes not necessarily a, a lull. It kind of becomes a, hey, this is my training time to get ready for next year. You know, yeah. and I think too many people, me included. Look at the off season. Is this my time to relax? Well, no. This should be my time to do what I should have been doing during the season and training harder to get ready for next season. Yeah, and that's, so, and that's, that's my tournament is good. Oh, yeah. Tournament, yeah. tournament should be really good for for that added fuel in the off season. And like for me, like this off season for me was train, but mainly get healthy. So I had to throttle back a lot. Like I don't know that. Like, had I, I pushed really hard last season. I think, in my opinion, the worst thing that happened to me last season was that first place podium because then it becomes a reality mm-hmm. and then it becomes something that you're like, wow, I can actually do this. Let me push even harder and I'll be able to do better. And I pushed so hard before Seattle that after Seattle, I was so beat up. Going into Tahoe, I was just so, I had aches and pains in places that I normally don't. So after Tahoe, I took like, I, the plan was to take two weeks off, and I couldn't even take that off. But I took a whole week off of do, and did nothing, and then I started, like, just for two weeks straight, I did, like, yoga every morning. I started swimming. I did no impact stuff. And, you know, getting through the season, the off season, and staying healthy, getting healthy, and maintaining as much as I could um, was my, my priority going into 2019 um, because – you know, that was that was my mentality. It was like, wow, I saw what I was capable of doing, um, and then I overpushed. So I need to I need to not I need to know my limit and know how to to raise that limit is is the biggest thing too. Yeah. So and raise it raise that limit in a, a healthy way. Right. The problem that a lot of people have is you know, like you said, you 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 know your limit. You try and raise it and you push, but you push in a way that actually ends up doing more doing more detriment than good. So, you know. You listen to a lot of the Spartan protein people, and they're big on how much this sport is a sport of attrition. Like, you need to maintain a healthy, you know, body for the entire season, and it's really hard to do. Like, you'll come out of the gate, like, you know, on fire, just blazing through it, and then you'll you'll burn out by the end of it. Or, you know, you take it easy through the season, and then you come out of the gate strong at the end, it's, it's finding that that medium area of you know being able to come out of the gate strong, stay strong through the season, and finish the season strong. So it's 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 uh, it definitely takes some some care for sure. And I could see that. I mean, the one thing I could say is I would say that. I mean, really, it comes down to it. The the season is, you know, I think the only thing I really compare it to is like a marathon. You see how many times you see in a marathon where you got that one guy who t- takes off, and for the first 10 miles, he's out there in front of everybody. But then all of a sudden, he hits that wall, and he starts slow, slowing down. And then you got the other guy who kind of starts a little bit slow, and then it fires it up at the end, but a little too late. And yep. then there's a guy that usually wins it. It's the guy that just steadily the whole race is doing the exact same thing. Yeah. And that's kind of how, like, the OCR season is. I feel you got to kind of find your spot and just be steady the whole season, you know, and just go. Yep. So. Yep. Be steady, train train smart. Like, that's the thing, too, is, like, last year, and for, it was kind of a – it might have done me some good, but, like, the, the races I did uh, between pretty much from Montana – so May, June, and then a little bit into July, I think I was racing almost every weekend. I think I had like two weekends to that stretch that I didn't race. And it was super awesome. It was like 
the best summer ever because like <clears throat> it was just amazing. You know, I got to do so much of it, but I was also doing multiple laps on every one. I was a maniac, just like, I love this so much, I can't stop. So, yeah, by the end of the season, I'm pretty beat up. That being said, you know, I learned how to how to, how to train through that week between races, and it's, it's a lot of just kind of recovery and maintaining the races become your training. You're going to get faster for – the next race because you ran the previous race. That's that's the, the way it's going to end up working out if you run that type of race. But you can you're not going to be able to push so hard between races at that point. You're you're looking a couple of days or at least a solid day. Mine was a Monday recovery, if not like Sunday Monday recovery. Tuesday or Wednesday I was you know I did some some good training and then Thursday I prepped for for uh, some light training and then. Friday was like, you know, foam roll and then stretch out and get ready to race on Saturday. And that become that became quite the, uh, the regiment for me um, doing those races like that. But, again, I mean, you know, you, you place a couple times and then you're like, I need to go so much further, so much faster. You don't take into consideration like, hey, you need to, you, need to, you know, get that recovery in. Yeah. And that was the thing, I mean, you know, not so much now for me, but when I was running before and lost all the weight, it was a matter of finding that that happy medium on my training. You know, I ended up, but I think that's part of the reason why, you know, and I've never really said this, part of the reason I blew my knee out was I wasn't giving myself a rest. I was pushing myself, you know, I dropped 70 pounds and I'm pushing myself and I just want to keep doing more and more. And by the time I blew my knee, I was running four or five miles every day. Yeah. And not taking a break at all, you know, and yeah, then yeah. it was, and that was it. I, I tweaked my knee on one race and then two weeks later, I'm not doing another half marathon. And that's when my knee was like, yeah, no, we're done. You know? Yeah. And that's, I don't know how some of those guys can do that run every day. Patrick last year, uh, what was it like January? Like right, right to start off 2018. I think he did like a 5k a day every day. I'm like, yeah. Oof. That sounds awful. Like, I, that, it's impressive, but like, I, I couldn't, I wouldn't want to do that. I'm not saying I couldn't do it, but I wouldn't want to. And I hate to think of how I feel at the end of that. And see, that's a, for me, like this year, it's been a thing since the first of the year I've told myself, cause I have the, the you know, my Fitbit and I've told myself I will hit 10,000 steps every day, you know, and that's like four miles. But I mean, in all reality, you think about it and most activity you're going to do five to 6,000 steps anyway. So I'm only adding about 4,000 to my day. So, I mean, it's just, it's a start to it, but really, you know, it's like, you know, everyone's like, oh, you're doing like four miles a day. It's like, not really. My idea of a 5K a day would be on top of, you know, hey, I normally do three miles anyway walking. A 5K would be, okay, I do my normal three miles, now I'm going to go run a 5K. Right. So, but... Yeah, but it's just one of those kind of goals. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if yeah. it's something that you do every day and you're used to it, like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you could. But, oof. yeah, I mean, some of those guys, I mean, you look at, like, Robert Killian, he races every single weekend, and he wins every single weekend almost. And, like, it's just impressive. And that dude, like, he goes. Like, that's he's everywhere. Some people can do that. Ryan he, he does. does. And, yeah, and he's amazing. I'd love to sit down and really talk to Killian and just figure out how, you know. But I'm sure, I mean, any athlete, if you ask him, I'm sure they're going to tell you, hey, I have that one day, you know, one day a week. For me, it's, you know, Wednesday because I race on the weekends. Uh, one day a week I rest, you know, and that's, you, you got to occasionally. You got to let your body oh, heal. Yeah. So. Yep. Fridays, oddly enough, are usually my days where I, I let my body heal more. Um, I like to rock climb on Fridays. I mean, it's it's an exercise, but it's it's not super strenuous. And yeah, it burns some grip strength, but it, it, it helps. But usually, that's my idea of an of an off day. It's not like you know, like yoga in the morning type stuff and all that. But <clears throat> stretching out, foam rolling. I don't know that. I and that's one thing I need to get back to. I love yoga. Yeah, yoga's amazing. Like, it helps so much. Yeah, I, I used to do it all the time when, 
when Amber used to work at 24 Hour Fitness, we got free. I could do any any class I wanted for free. So it was like cool. Yeah. But yeah, since we don't have that anymore, I think we got a membership with the Y. I think I can go to the Y and do it. But yeah, you know. That's amazing, like, how much I did. I've done – I've just been doing the YouTube stuff, and I, I, I follow this lady's channel, and she has 30-day challenges all the time. And, like, going into the off-season in uh, – was that October, I guess? Yeah. Um, right after Tahoe, and, like, I'm like, wow, I'm not very flexible. I'm feeling pain here and there. And then by the end of that 30 days, I'm just, like, feeling a lot more limber. And then, you know, I take, you know, two weeks off to do something, and then I'll go back to it for another 30 days and – yeah, I just I feel healthier. And then I may have diet, to get that dude. leash from you. Oh yeah, diet yeah, huge. Diet, man, I did. So <laughs> that's a whole nother uh, podcast episode I could rant for days about. But I learned so much doing this whole thirty diet. Like uh, it was just kind of randomly brought to my attention. I'm like, yeah, sure, you know, let's uh, let's give this a shot. I'll I'll try it out. And I was so negative going into it too because I. I'm every morning I do my overnight oats and it's just, that's my regimen. Like I get stuck doing what that is. Cause I, everything for me is a habit now. You know, I've, I've turned yeah. training and nutrition, all this, you know, the OCR lifestyle, it's a habit. It's, it's something I do regularly. It's a lifestyle. Um, and when someone says I can't eat oats, I'm like, what? I don't know about this now. You're, you're messing with my nutrition. It was January. I still had time to recover from it uh, for the season. But I pay so much closer attention to what I eat now. Like, yeah, the first week, week and a half was tough. I felt a little lethargic. I felt a little weak. I had a little bit of a headache. Not like a headache headache, but it was like a lingering head thing going on. Yeah. But after like two weeks, I started feeling really good. And by the end of the 30 days, I was afraid to go back to eating what I normally used to eat. And I've, I've reintroduced, you know, the grains and the sugar a little bit. Not so much the sugar. That is one thing that I've. I'm really trying to cut back on as, as added sugars and stuff like that, uh, except for race day. You know, that's still fueled, but, uh, yeah, not a ton of anyway. <clears throat> but, yeah, I know, like, nutrition, that was a big one, too. So, like, my whole off-season has been such a change for me as in, you know, in my, my approach to the to training. It's just been something crazier, like my nutrition and, and the yoga in the morning and stuff like that. and phone rolling a lot more than I used to. Like, I feel really good going into the season, and we'll see where it goes. Nice. Yeah, no, I've been trying to find ways to do that. As I've said before, and everyone knows I have a I have a coffee addiction that's a problem. But <laughs> And you can uh, still drink black coffee. Like, I, do a, I do a cup of black coffee every morning. It's not two. But, like, I know, but that's my problem. I don't like black coffee, so. I put crap in it, and then, but I've actually been finding, I've been trying, like, lately I've tried, um, like, some of the protein powders uh-huh. that have, like, nothing but, I mean, right now I'm using the, the uh, Bulletproof collagen protein, and that's uh-huh. what I use to sweeten my coffee. I just put a scoop of go. that in there. No sugar, oh, no God. nothing, and I've been actually using, that's, that's been my goal the last, like, week or so I've really been pushing it is instead of stopping at Starbucks because the protein actually in the coffee is a great it's a great flavor it gives it just enough flavor that you know it's not too sweet but it's not you're not putting any sweetness in it so it's good and I've been doing that and then uh, I've got it's like I think superior superior hydration or something like that another one that I've gotten that's no sugar is no yeah what is it superior yeah superior electrolytes and it's one that i put in my water and then i fill i have a 32 ounce spartan jug that i fill with water and that every morning and then throughout the day i'll fill it back up two or three times so i'm just trying to get more of that hydration get better you know make better choices you know like I've said on the podcast before, we don't have noodles in our house anymore. We don't. If we have anything with noodles, we have we have zoodles. We have a the zucchini shredder, and we buy zucchinis by like, yeah, like every time we go to the store, we probably buy twenty of them, and we use those. We we'll just shred them and 
put them in everything. I mean, we had chicken alfredo tonight with zoodles. So that sounds awesome. yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I found it's just choices, and that's kind of it. And I've been working on for me, like the diet is working on better choices. You know, having stuff for because I drive all day. I found good choices to have in the Jeep with me. So yeah. I'm not stopping at, you know, like today, I stopped at McDonald's, I walked in, used the restroom, walked right back out, got in the Jeep and drove away. Oh man, that's fun. Give me every time. Yeah, we're like a month ago, it would have been walk in, use the bathroom, go get fries and a Big Mac. And it's just, I'm trying not to, you know, to make the right choices. And Part of it too is now that I've been eating healthy, if I have McDonald's or anything like that, the grease and the sodium, yeah, I'm I'm straight in the bathroom. My yeah. stomach can't take it. You know. I noticed that too. Like getting back into some things, yeah, it definitely messes with uh, messes with my digestive system quite a bit. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I've I found that now that I'm eating healthy again, anytime I do decide to go have that cheat day. I'm about the only place I can go that doesn't tear my stomach up is taco time. Anywhere else on my cheat day and my stomach will hate me. So. <laughs> yeah, and that's something that I'm uh, I'm dreading once you off or the, the season really kicks into full gear is like the road trips. Uh, I know the road trip yep. to Montana is going to be a tough one to stay healthy on, which, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, we'll, we all manage. Um, the road trip get to Montana. Yeah. Oh, red vines. The red vines are going to be oh. my my trip tonight, right there. I know they're going to have them. That and my peanut butter M and M's. Like, man, those two things. Oh, every yeah. road <clears throat> can be so hard to kick those. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. I mean, it's what it is, and you got to prioritize. You know, you got to sacrifice some things. And and in the long run, is it really that much of a sacrifice? I mean. Sweets? Eh, not really. You, you think, think it is? Though. Yeah. You think it's a sacrifice, but really, once you get down to it, it's like, I mean, I'll be honest. A, a year and a half ago, I would have told you giving up cigarettes was a sacrifice. Now I think they're the most disgusting thing in the world. So, <laughs> I guess, yeah, you know, it's, it's totally how you look at it. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah. You know, hoping that this uh, this season kind of starts kicking in a little bit and some people start to get motivated about it. I feel it's really funny because I was talking about this the other day. I think 17, 2017 was, uh, was like a really big year for a lot of us. I know it was for me because it was my first full season racing OCR. Yeah. And, like, I had a Spartan season pass and I was everywhere. I, I, I put a, a pin on Portland, and I, I looked at the map, and I, I drew a circle of 12 hours of driving around that, and I was like, if it's within 12 hours, I'm going to make it there, and uh, I did. You know, I, I raced all over. It was such a great year. Went into 2018, and I feel like 2018 rode on the coattails of what 2017 had, and I feel like 2019, the way it's starting out right now is, is there's a lot of people that, you know, either I'm bored or tired or I don't know. They're in hibernation still because the first race for a lot of people is Seattle. It, it's, I'm hoping that it really starts picking up a little bit. I mean, I still see everybody out there training and then everybody, you know, quite a few people, but, you know, I, I don't see the numbers that we used to have. Yeah, and I'm like, I think I agree that I think it's probably going to pick up. Once the season starts again, and I've seen it a couple times because, I mean, what, this is my fourth, fifth, something – I don't know. 2015 was my first year, but it's, I've seen it before where all of a sudden during the winter time, it really starts to die down. And I think part of it too, even for me, a lot of times if it wasn't for me doing the podcast, most time in the winter, I pretty much check out. I would yeah. check out the, you know, the group. And then all of a sudden it would be right before like February, right about this time, right before Vegas was about to start, all of a sudden I would start getting excited again and i would start you know checking the facebook pages who's going to Mont, who's going to vegas who's doing this but i mean for those couple months you know from pretty much like october to february i almost completely checked out of the group yeah so 
But this year, yeah. you know, being, you know, the podcast and being the director for Washington, I think I've just kind of stepped in. I, I don't get that that luxury to step out anymore. <laughs> yeah, I was going to so. say, I feel like your presence is definitely one of the ones that's been uh, consistent throughout this offseason for me anyway. Yeah, like I said, with, you know, doing the podcast and, you know, doing all the stuff for, for Washington and all that kind of stuff and working with Adam, trying to do some things for Washington. It's been, I haven't had the option to really step out. So, and then we've got the <laughs> B-Squads at my house now. So, yeah. Right. I'm going to have to get up to one of those. So, yeah, you'll have to. I mean, the thing is, a lot of people don't realize we have till July. And then we're probably moving, so. Oh, no but kidding? Still staying no local, matter. I hope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll still be staying local. It's just, yeah. It, it's one of those, we rent where we're at, and they've decided that the two and a half acres would be much better as an apartment complex, so. Oh, weak. Yeah. Yeah, that was my thought, so. Because we wanted to buy the place, but for what he wants and he's getting for it for an apartment complex, yeah, there's no way I can afford that, so. No, yeah, that would be a tough one. I don't blame him. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of money that's they're willing to dish out for that stuff. Yeah, and I mean, the owner of the place, he, you know, up and moved and turned it into a rental 10 or 15 years ago and moved to Montana. So he has a some compound or something in Montana, so, which I don't blame <clears> him, <throat> but yeah. I've thought about it. If I could, thought my wife could deal with cold, we'd be in Montana already. Well, so, that's why we're going to Hawaii nice. eventually, I think. It is. Yeah. So. But the wife likes warm, so we're probably going to end up in Hawaii. So. You know how. I ain't nothing wrong with that either. No. No. Not at all. Right on. So, do you have any other, other things? I mean, we've talked about the, the tournament quite a bit, and everything else and kind of gone on our own little tangents which is always fun i love that so oh yeah anything else that you wanted to wanted to bring up to the listeners uh nothing specific i uh i guess i can't wait to see everybody's faces um i haven't made it up to seattle in like two months a little over two months now and i haven't seen uh seen all the all the beasts up there so i definitely miss a lot of faces um, I yeah. talked to everybody on Facebook and whatnot, but <clears throat> not the same. Uh, never. Yeah, is. no, I, I miss everybody. I hope everybody had a good off season. Uh, I know we've got another what month, uh, a little over a month before Seattle, and uh, I look forward to seeing everybody up there. Uh, OCR tournament. Uh, don't be afraid to to come out and challenge yourselves and challenge other teams. Um, it'll be a fun time. Yeah, it is. And I'll make sure that there'll be a link to this in the, the description of the episode so people can go to it and, and sign up. Definitely. So, and there, there will be a BeastNet team soon. I just got to figure out who I'm going to make be in it with me. So, there you go. So, I, I can't there. wait. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> well, I, I have an idea of I think who it would be, but, you know. I mean, I'll call them out. It'll probably be me, Justin, Serena, and Jody, who all run together anyway. So that would be our two boys and two girls. It'd be such a powerhouse team right there. (laughs) I'm going to have to talk to them and do it. So, because we're, and we're starting, we're doing Vegas in March. So, and and that's the hard part for me is I've got two. And this year, I think, might be my, one of my last years of really traveling. And I'm, I'm planning on hopefully next year really trying to help promote and be part of, like, local OCRs. You know, yeah. I'll still probably do the local Spartans, but I want to start pushing, like, you know, you've got, you know, I've never made it down to a My Muddy Valentine, never made it down to a Dirty Leprechaun, and I still want to. You know, I miss the Inferno and those which are gone now, you know. Um, yeah, I, I want to do. I want to pro- help promote the local people. That's you know, and I, and I think you're going to see a lot of episodes of BeastNet in the next couple of months. They're going to really promote some lo- local races. So, I think we have a great culture up here, and I think this, you know, the the team challenge is going to go right along great with a lot of these local races and really 
really show what the Pacific Northwest is, you know, in the OCR community and hopefully show some of these other races to say, hey, stop forgetting about the Pacific Northwest and get over here. So. Yeah, definitely. They, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm a big supporter of, of the local stuff. I want to see a lot more of it. Um, <clears throat> I've worked very closely with uh, Terrapin Events, which runs the uh, Muddy Valentine Dirty Leprechaun, and then they have a whole other series of road races, um, which I'm I'm going to try to participate a little bit more in this year. Um, and I yeah, I want to see. I'd love to see Terrapin. They only have the two OCRs that they run, um, and they're this time of year. The location that they run those at. Um, there's no other real opportunity throughout the rest of the year for them to run it at that location. Um, so that's kind of their, their, where they're at with OCR. But any, any other local OCRs, I, I want to see all of them do really well. And, I, again, you're right. Yeah. There's the culture for it up here uh, without a doubt. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I would definitely love to, you know, like I said, I think this is going to be one of my last years of really traveling heavy. And I think next year I'm going to try focusing more on the local, you know, the local OCRs and really pushing, you know, getting some of those local ones going. So, you know, like yeah. I said, I, I've already had, I had the, the Summit to Swamp already on, on the podcast, and I'm talking to, oh, I keep forgetting the name of the one in Spokane that Corfit puts on. I'm going to have, I'm talking to Kurt from Corfit, and we're going to have that, them on. So, is that Renegade? No, it's not. It's oh, it's like the ultimate something. I can't remember. So I have to look. I've got it. I've got his info because I've been talking to him. So, but it would be. It's just another one that I really want to push. I know Jenny Young, who is a BSOCR member and Miss Renton or Mrs. Renton, uh, Washington, is putting on one on April 27th, which is actually the same day as the swamp. Some of the swamp up here. So I mean there's a lot of a lot of growth going with these these OCRs and stuff in this area and they, I'd love to see it. It's uh the ultimate fitness run in Spokane. That's the one that Corkett does is the ultimate fitness run. What's so, the date on that one? That one is let's see. I only know this because I've been emailing him back and forth and we're because we're talking about there in the having him on the podcast. It is, oh, he didn't tell me the date. There is a code for the BCOCR to get cheap, get cheaper prices. But, yeah, there's not a date on the email. I'll find out what the date is and let you know. But it, it sounds like it's going to be a good one, too. So it's, yeah. you know, I just, I, I really like what a lot of these race, you know, races are doing, the local ones. And I, I think we just need to push and keep them going. So, oh, definitely. you know, <clears throat> I mean, I've been around long enough to see races come and go. Um, you know, right. I mean, I, I'll go and look at my metal, my my medals that I've collected over the last 10 years. You know, OCR, it hasn't been over the last 10 years, but there's a bunch up here that don't exist anymore. You know, yeah, I've got, what, Hell Run. Slime run, a bunch of those that were around for a couple of years and didn't really make it. And I think if we really helped push, we could maybe, you know, get some of these smaller ones to be bigger and maybe try getting some of these other, you know, we've got Greenberry Challenges finally coming to Seattle, you know, so yeah. we got to get some of those other, those East Coast guys to notice us and come visit. So, yeah. Yeah, it's hard. And I mean, those East Coast ones, specifically Savage, I mean, they're, they're working their way this way, but. You know, it's it's tough. You you can't outstretch, and I understand that. And you you overstretch, and you, you fail, you you bomb, you dive, and that you know that's unfortunate. But yeah, no, I I think that through the infancy of OCR, a lot of a lot of them came up and then went away. But now that OCR is you know yeah. past that, uh, I think if they, anything added now uh, or that comes back, I think it stands a fair chance. Um, yeah. And I think what it is too is, is it's is in its infancy. A lot of people there, you know, companies are really trying to find out how to make it work. You know, yep. and now I mean, now if you try to come into it, you have there, there's there's a plan laid out in front of you by Spartan, you know, and all the other ones, 
you know, even Tough Mudder, which we never mentioned, and I've actually never even done one. But those companies that have kind of put one out there, you know, kind of put a, a plan out there for other people to follow and try and keep it going. So I would love to see oh, yeah. more. There's there's plenty of examples yeah. to definitely take from. Tough Mudder, you know, you can look at them and see what they did well. You can also look at them and see what they did, they did wrong. I mean, they're taking a lot of, yeah. of heat this season because of, you know, the in my opinion, it was just astronomical prize money that they were dishing out every year for like two years straight. And it was an insane amount of money. So now they're not doing a competitive wave. They're not doing anything uh, with awards or uh, prize money and stuff like that. So you, you got to learn your limits, and I think they did. And uh, I don't think they're going to go anywhere necessarily, but I think that uh, this is going to be a season where they're going to have to you know, well, I don't think they're going to have to. They've already announced that they're going to cut back on some of that stuff, and that's that's what it is. Whereas you have Spartan, who's yeah. you know worldwide, they're running super strong, and they're going to give out over two million dollars in, in prize money this year. So it's some are doing it different ways, and yeah, yeah. So you just got to kind of look at those, and you know, kind of learn from the others' mistakes and everything else, and, and grow. So. I mean, I'd like to see more. I mean, there's a lot of them out there, Bone Frog, you know, you said Savage. There's a bunch of them out there that just haven't come over this way yet. So, you know, and I know, like, Rugged, they were here, but now they're not in Seattle anymore because they lost the venue. But so it's, you know, I, I, there's definitely room to grow in Seattle for more OCRs and in Portland and in the whole Northwest altogether. So I definitely oh, yeah. like to see more. <laughs> Yeah, but I'd like to see those ones in Yak. Like, I'd like to see one in Yakima. I've tried talking to every like race director I've talked to and said you need to get one like Yakima in Eastern Washington, just because I want to see the people show up expecting it to be this green mountainous thing and it's a freaking desert. Yeah. No one realizes that Washington has a desert. It's over in Yakima. <laughs> so Washington has every climate the world has to offer. Yeah. If I remember right. Oh yeah, that's it's got a rain. It's got it's a rainforest. It's got deserts. It's got volcanoes, lakes, oceans, rivers, streams, the whole everything. Yeah, that's why it's awesome. But yeah, but yeah. So I mean, I'd love to see you know, but I'd love to see them use you know. And that's one thing I've really actually been disappointed with Washington is most of the OCRs don't use what Washington has. I mean, we have two mountain ranges in mm -hmm. Washington State, and we have, have the flattest Spartan races I have ever done in my life. Yeah. And I've never understood it. I it's know, like they, they are completely, yeah, Monroe is so flat, and it's like, we have two mountain ranges, people. <laughs> you couldn't find one yeah. place for the hill? Exactly. You could do, you know, one in one location, one in another. And you know what? On that note, too, I'll go on a little tangent about this one for a second. I don't like, personally, this is my personal opinion, I'm not too thrilled about this whole trail series. Um, when it first came out, I was like, oh, yeah, that would be awesome. You know, you don't have to have the, the traveling caravan of all the obstacles. You don't have to have the week of setup and the, the week of teardown and the travel and all that stuff. No, you just need to have the, the event uh, uh, the the festival area, and then you have the route. Yeah, you don't have to have any obstacles. Yeah. You're just trail running. Cool. This sounds great. They're gonna do it all these places. Oh no, no, they're not. They're just gonna piggyback it onto existing Spartan races, like in Seattle. They're just gonna have you run the super on Sunday with no obstacles. I'm like, no, you guys. You guys missed it. If you just keep going up the road a little farther, there's this whole forest and this whole mountain range you could use. What are you guys doing? Yeah. yeah. And that's what's amazed me is, I mean, I've been, I will be honest, the only ones that I've really seen use of really good hills was amazingly uh, terrain race in Olympia, which they use the same place that Dirty Dash does, but actually used the hills unlike anybody else and i mean they did a really good job using the hills in olympia and then um warrior dash this year warrior dash moved into a new location and the first mile was straight uphill and it was amazing you know normally warrior dash was flat and easy it was too easy 
and now it made it so it was actually a challenge. I'm like, right on. They 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 stepped it up. I'm I'm happy to see this. So, yeah, hopefully they go back. Which, to yeah, hopefully they keep doing that. Which, on a side note, just so everyone knows, that I will have the uh, president of Red Frog Events, who does Warrior Dash, on later next month. So that's gonna be super exciting. It is. So I'm trying to get you know some of that stuff and talk to more you know race directors and stuff. So I am also looking at possibly being part of the Tahoe Spartan Media Day. So, yeah. So there, there's some cool things going on with the podcast that I've been really working on trying to make happen. So it's going to be interesting yeah, this year, I think. It's going to be an awesome yeah. year. It is. It's going to be an awesome year. So, and I, I'm, I look forward to your, your tournament. So, and like I said, I, I think I'm going to be, as soon as we're done talking, I think I'm going to be sending some messages to some people saying, hey, um, Team BeastNet needs to be us for So Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Perfect. So, all right. I think we should probably wrap this up. We've been on here a while. So, um, Well, once again, you get us talking, there's, there's no stopping us. No, there's not. So once again, and I know I tried this already once before. Do you, do you have anything in closing? <laughs> no, I think I'll close with uh, thanks for having me on. Thanks for uh, for talking about the tournament with me. And uh, yeah, that's all, I got. all right, perfect. Well, thank you, thank you for being on with me. I, I had a blast, and I always love talking to you. And I look forward to to seeing you soon. So, oh, I can't wait. Oh yeah. All right. So I'm freezing, Thank you. Uh, I'm freezing Facebook right now, and I see your your Facebook post of your zoodles. Oh yeah, I love my zoodles. So it's my new thing. I just yeah, they're great. So all right, I will talk to you later. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast, brought to you by Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at beastocr.com.